Welcome everybody and welcome back to Dr. Tosin Surgery. I'm back with another episode and today I've got a special guest with me. Um, I've got a long-time friend by the name of Dr. May Ikora. Now, if you don't know Dr. May, she is an ex-beauty queen. Um, she was Miss West Africa in 2003, I think. Yeah. Um, um, don't let the looks fool you. <laughs> She's also a full-time academic and an entrepreneur. And um, she's the CEO of Laviana Skin Naturals. She also runs her own independent consultancy firm and um, deals with anti-human trafficking, women's, women's rights, women's rights and, uh, gender and peace building. Very, very long title. Also has, <laughs> according to her portfolio, she has also, she's also an author and she's got a book called The Bilateral Cooperation of Human Trafficking. There was a longer part of the title there, and I'm like, um, I wasn't going to remember <laughs> it's, that. It's the it's a bilateral cooperation between the um, the UK and Nigeria ah. on eradicating human trafficking. Good. So you see, that's that is quite a lot, big portfolio, and well accomplished lady, as you can see. Um, today, though, we are focusing more on skin health. Um, we're talking about skin hyperpigmentation, and um, just a brief rundown. Hyperpigmentation is what would define it as increased darkening of the skin in patchy areas can be irregular and scattered all around the body. Um, there are many courses, quite a lot of courses, but for this instance, we're focusing on straightforward, simple inflammatory courses, things like sun exposure, I think. Yeah. And there are other things I think you'd mentioned. So just before we go on into that, if you don't mind, just giving us a bit of history, how you got here. And what's been happening so far? So yes, yeah, so I was thinking about how I got into skincare. Yes. Um, so I, I've always been a skincare enthusiast, and um, just after my PhD, I just thought I should explore that area a bit more. Uh, I said to like, uh, I went to, I went, I started a training actually mm. somewhere in London, uh, to get to know about making skincare products, natural skincare products. I did that with Formula Botanics, okay. and I did that with um, Naturally Thinking and other like um, um, skincare company where they kind of teach you how to um, run a skincare business. I didn't think I was going to start a business. Yeah. I just wanted to start a hobby. I used to make soaps at home, make creams that I use at home. And then one day I thought, you know what, let me just make this accessible to people. And just little by little, before I knew what I was doing, I'd really started a business and it's basically sprung up from that. And that's, that's and that what... That gave it to Laviana. Laviana Skin Natural Yes. That, that 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 brings us to where we are today. So um, before we go further, skin skin care we're talking about hyperpigmentation. Yeah. Um, you do have some interest in hyperpigmentation, if I'm correct. And what would you say about it generally, as as related to? I'm talking more with um, in relation to Nigerian black, women. black women. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hyperpigmentation is one of the most common skincare issues that we find mm. in the skincare industry, especially for women of color. So it's not just for African women, you can find out with Asian women as well, um, because we do produce more melanin than uh, our Caucasian fellows. Yeah. Um, and there are very different reasons why we get hyperpigmentation. And some of them would be about with sun exposure. Yeah. You find that um, darker women are more prone to hyperpigmentation than lighter women as yes, well. Yes. So um, you also have issues of hormonal imbalance and you find out in pregnant women, you find that sometimes they tend to get patches on their skin for different reasons, but also it's also that it's also a, 
uh, increased production of melanin in certain areas. It is. And then also is the, the use of skin whitening products uh, ah. as well, which increases because people would use this product thinking that they are trying to get themselves lighter. But what happens is that you put your skin at risk, which means that the set exposure is at higher risk mm. than someone who hasn't used a skin whitening product. Uh, and so your skin is basically what I would usually say your skin becomes lazy you're to lazy do what it's supposed get to. Lazy skin. <laughs> yeah, and that results to you know hyperpigmentation and okay. all of that. So taking going with that, I think the segue from that would be into we talked about skin lightening. Mm. Um, I feel personally there's a pandemic back um, among um, brown skin women. Yeah. With the use of skin lightening creams. So where do you stand with that? Um, skin lightening. Gosh, it's been happening for so long. It has. And, it has. Uh, it's not. It's not just a black issue. It's. Mm basically an issue that um, affects women of color. So you find that, you find that in Asia, Britain, like, you know, um, in India, even in China, in all of this area, okay. in Korea, but also in Africa. And the difference for us is that for us, we do produce way more melanin than all of this other um, women from other continents. Yeah. And it means that we have to do more damage on our skin than they would do because before we get five shades lighter shades you've got to use quite more isn't it exactly mm. uh, I, I think i was reading the other day who said that 70 percent of um, skin bleaching products are bought by nigerians yes so that's that brings the factor because <laughs> going to bleaching products um, one of the main concerns as a doctor that we have is the content mm. um like over here in the United Kingdom, um, the one of the components, hydroquinone, yeah. is banned yes. for commercial products. Yeah. But correct me if I'm wrong, it's still in a lot of products back in Nigeria. Nigeria. Yes, the thing is, I think one of the reasons why it was banned in the UK and some other European countries is because of control. Yes. Even though there is quite high regulation on skincare uh, production here, the government still feels that it's necessary to completely eliminate this because sometimes we, they might not be able to test all the products. Yeah. But in Nigeria, it has been, it's regulated okay. at 2%. 2% hydroquinone is actually all right. Okay. And sometimes it's used to cure, to um, remedy hyperpigmentation. Yes. If used at a high, uh, at high dosage. And actually, even in the UK, it's prescribed. Yes. As so a doctor, can, I can prescribe exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. So... It's not like it's completely out of the sense. It's just more regulated. Okay. But in Nigeria, you find that you can go... The other day, I just went to the market just to see... Because I've never had to buy skincare ingredients in Nigeria. Mm. So I just thought, if I'm going to be teaching some people how to make skincare, I need to make sure uh, that they are able to um, get buy the products that is readily available in Nigeria. So I decided to go to one of the markets in Lagos. And I went there and I was trying to buy all these natural ingredients. The seller then asked me, um, are you not going to buy hydroquinone? I was like, wait a minute, does that still exist in the market? Is, is it possible to actually buy this? And she said, yes, of course. Oh this lady that just left, I just bought some. Like, it's one of the most sought after. And I'm like, this means that a lot of the products we see on Instagram claiming to get you two shades or five shades lighter in seven days basically have high dosage of hydroquinone in there. Wow. So I don't think there's anything else in the market that can actually get you that shit's life faster. However, I'm part of a group where 
we get informed about new technology in skincare okay. ingredients and they get to use different things to so what we in the skincare industry we call natural products yes the natural products are not necessarily organic so they just okay. pick okay. products that are made that, in the uh, lab lab, uh, lab okay. and are put in, put in a controlled environment to okay. give the products the yeah. most natural okay. outcome so that's a nice statement so natural <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean organic wow see that's that's okay. good learning good okay yeah. so sometimes in following those um groups i tend to find that there are new ingredients where they can claim they claim to help skin lightening in a safer way okay however again percentage dosage is mm. a very big thing so you find a lot of if you go on instagram we've had the good thing about instagram is that it gives us the opportunity to meet new customers but however it also puts a lot of customers at risk because they get to meet but good and yeah. bad. The wild, wild west on the Instagram. It's the wild, wild west. Exactly. So people have to be very careful what they buy on Instagram okay. and make sure that they read their ingredients. However, some people don't tend to put ayopinol on their labels, even though mm, that's Even what's though it's an ingredient. In, in an ingredient. Okay. That's a whole matter entirely for yeah. regulatory bodies to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's uh, talking about that. So we talked about the causes. Um, I mentioned sun exposure. We've talked about. Um, hormonal imbalance and we also mentioned the you mentioned pregnancy mm. uh, which comes up you know when you're pregnant natural, sometimes yeah, it's natural for it's natural, natural thing to, yeah yeah if if we're to recommend what would you recommend um treatment modalities for women for instance well then, i'll say there should be first for prevention prevention first, yes. and then there's treatment we always know that prevention is better than cure it is so in terms of like sun exposure you just have to make sure you use your sunscreen as much as much as possible as often as possible yes and always avoid the sun if you don't have to be under the sun then don't do it okay you know? so if we take it to obviously we are speaking um if we consider the west african population mm -hmm. sun is always out there yeah so how how would you recommend they protect themselves so basically i mean it, they still need to use sunscreen we yeah. actually in la viana and la viana we actually have a 50 plus spf okay um so it's a broad spectrum sunscreen um quite broad yeah yeah okay. that they can actually use uh, to protect their face and since you're someone that's always under the sun you can use it once or twice a day to make sure that you're protected wow. you know and and there are so many other sunscreens out there that people can use yes so um, one of my colleagues um, a dermatologist back home was actually stating that there is an increasing incidence of skin cancers and skin problems um, I wonder if it's something that has been linked to uh, I would say, would I say the naivety of us Nigerians because even personally me when I go home I remember my wife telling me once that oh you need to use sunscreen I'm like well I'm black I don't need sunscreen mm -hmm. how, how would you respond to that because naturally people with dark skin usually say they don't need sunscreen yeah I mean we need more sunscreen because we produce more melanin to be honest wow however no but the thing is one would say you know melanin is there to really protect you so yes. even when you get darker you just know that your melanin is at work yeah. so but in Nigeria for instance for Africa they see the production of melanin as a bad thing mm. it's not necessarily bad um we might not burn easily mainly because we are really dark and it's so difficult to find out if you burn but yeah. whereas our caucasian fellow would burn easily when you're under the sun yeah. and because we don't have that kind of quick direct um effect of the sun yeah heating our skin we do not know how much the sun is really affecting us whereas because uh, our caucasian fellows might feel the sun faster and then they're able to like 
rescue their skin faster before we do. Okay. It's just like you know, little common sense here and there, but we also the way we've grown up our social environment that doesn't really understand some of the um, the damages that we can cause on our skin. So mm. we, we didn't grow up having to sunbathe or all of that. So you can understand why everyone would think that they don't need sunscreen, but yeah, we do need it. We do need it. And the skin cancer bit, I would even assume, because some of us have been predicting that we, would, we might have more skin cancer cases in the next five to 10 years mm. than we've ever done, mainly because we have a high, an increased level of people, cottage skincare um, um, business owners who are making skincare out there, not highly regulated, okay. putting things out there for people to use on their skin without people getting to know what it is. Ah. Also, there's a bigger issue, which is the issue of colorism, which is a mm. psychic, it's something that sort of affects the psychic of a lot of black people yeah. who believe that, yeah. who basically hate their skin color and they believe that lighter shade is always better. Lighter shade is beautiful. Mm. And so basically that actually is one of the things that prompts a lot of people Drives them to, to try this like exactly okay. Yeah. okay so that that's an interesting thing i think that also links to what we're talking about you mentioned mixing cream so i'm just going to bring you back there um if i'm correct it's is does it have to do with the acidity the ph is it something that is the problem what because the question someone says i mix creams what's wrong with that does it not to add this product and that product uh what, what advice would you give well, yeah, the, I mean, mix, um, mixing cream is really a science and people mm. tend to forget that it's a pure, pure science. It's literally chemistry. Alchemy, back to alchemy, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you, there's a lot, I mean, like I said to you earlier in the beginning of the discussion that I went to study yes, how to mix it yeah. and did that. The more I learned about it, the more I realized what it takes to actually start to produce for the public. Wow. And so what I did was I never produced skincare to sell to anybody. Okay. So what I did, I would stay at home, I will formulate things, see what I like, then work with an R&D department with a chosen contract manufacturer that I said to work with. Okay. And then once we get to a point, uh, we get the foundation that we like, we test it and see how, just basically see that it is not hazardous to or dangerous to anyone that uses it clearly tested dermatologically yeah. for people to use before we then mass produce. Okay. Now, some people don't go through this. The pH balance of your cream is so important. Ah. You know, testing to make sure, because all of this, not trying to see in the microbial levels of your cream and all those things, all this, the pH balance also affects all those things because your skin needs to take on in a certain pH yeah. um, um, uh, on skincare. And you find that even for women like us, we can't use certain soaps down there, yeah. mainly because we yeah. don't want anything to alter. Because it alters the pH, pH and balance. Oh yes, yes. We see that in our, our practice a lot where people come with such, they've altered the pH and they get um, proliferation of things like a yeast infection, Yes, exactly. So you can imagine, yeah. even your practice, that the pH balance of a product can affect, can cause an imbalance for mm. a woman. So imagine what it does to the skin. Yeah. Because our skin can only take a certain level of pH. Yeah. Uh, from an external product and all of that. So that's one thing. Also, like the uh, the the um, what's it called? Um, I'm thinking. I'm trying to get this word. 
um, how to the preservative. Oh yes, preserving it. Yes. Yeah, and all of additives that. and preservatives. Additives yes, and preservatives. So all of this in skincare formulation, these things come in certain percentages. Yeah. If someone is um, mixing cream, let me let's just use the word mixing, mixing cream, cream to be honest, because no, I don't necessarily think it's the right thing to say, but let's say. It, they need to know all of these things mm. and sometimes some people don't know i remember one time in our group in our formulation group in our skincare formulation group one time someone i think a nigerian for um, like a member of the group so she basically brought this recipe where lemon or the lime she's used in the stuff was like literally 30 percent Wow. You can do that. That's Especially if you're using essential oils. You can use more than 2% essential oils. But someone has basically utilized 30%. Wow. We're looking at a lot of the ratios or percentages that she's used in her recipe was so unreal. And she's, she claims she's been selling to some of her clients. So you can imagine what people are. So we have to be really, really careful when it comes to those mixing. Mixing things. So... It's, it's about the pH, it's a science, not just not an just art in the back of the back. room. Exactly. Right. And you can imagine if it was, if, if it was such a, the right thing, um, so much the right thing to do, people like L'Oreal would have been doing it. Fair enough. Good point. Very no, good no, point. Nobody's doing that. It's quite dangerous. Yeah. Good point. So we've talked a lot about skincare. You've educated people on how to protect themselves and to use um, things to use and not to mix creams at the back of your room for just for the public. And uh, I think before we go on, I think we've got some of your products here that I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about. Um, body lotion and things for, do you have any particular product for helping hyperpigmentation, for instance? Or do you have anything that you recommend for people to use to their skin as a natural, if like you had a client that came and said, I need something to help my skin, what are the things you'd recommend for them? So, you know, in as much as we have, a, I have my own brand, I yeah. also tend to advise people to make sure that at the end of the day, my aim is to make sure that you get the best possible advice. And yes. sometimes it might not even have to do with my product. Exactly. Now, but in terms of prevention, we do have products because our products are mainly preventative products and only very few of our products are problem solvers. Yeah. Right? Okay. So like we have this our melanin gloves and yeah. bestseller. This is a smaller version, this is like two hundred grams. Yeah. Um, but we have our four hundred, which is also like one of the best um selling one that we have. This comes in a kit with oil and scrub. Yeah. And basically, it's a total kit that basically helps you get that total body glow. Uh, we call it melanin glow because we had women of color at the back of our mind when yeah. we were creating this. And we know for, for one, what's so important to have a healthy skin is to make sure you have a moisturized skin mm -hmm. on the outside and something to lock in that moisture and keep dragging more moisture to your skin. Yeah. On times like this, I guess, during this Amatan season in, in Africa yeah. and winter in Europe, you find that we the the um, the outlook for tends to suck out yeah, the moisture from our own skin, dry, so your skin gets quite dry. So you need things like this. So this contains hyaluronic acid, yeah. which you normally would find in a smaller moisturizer for face moisturizer because it's very expensive yeah. ingredient. But we've put that we've added it here, you know, because we wanted that woman of color to have an all-round moisture all over her skin. Yeah. So it's really a luxurious skincare product. It's got a lot of other things in it. Uh, it's got um, mulberry extract. It's got like sweet cherry extract, kojic acid. 
those ones are natural brightness for yeah, the skin. skin. Because we, at the end of the day, no matter what we say, in, in Africa, women of color, we tend to get darker easily. Yeah. It's a problem for people. Not yeah. that people think that they shouldn't get darker sometimes, but they want to still maintain that full wear skin for longer. And that's the reason why, even though we put a lot of moisturizing ingredients in this and, yeah. you know, um, good ingredients to protect your skin. We also have sunscreen on in inside. Not like all inclusive. We also make, but we also make sure that we address some of the issues that this uh, uh, client talk about, which is maintaining okay. that bright skin. And that's why we have those natural brightness in, in there. there. And in terms of hyperpigmentation, we found that this ultra keeps your skin in naturally glowy okay. and to maintain an even tone, even in the skin. tone, and all. and people. It's not a. Uh, it's not a, a what I say, fast, uh, you know, get lighter in two <laughs> days kind of, but it's something that I mean, with a gradual process, it does what it should do. Okay. Uh, usually when people have hyperpigmentation, uh, we always tell them if you want to, if you want to um, deal with it slowly, but surely, and you know, sometimes you don't want to go aggressive on your skin. Yeah. You have to be very, very careful about that unless you have very severe hyperpigmentation. Mm. Every one of us have hyperpigmentation one way or the other. Okay. Some of us, it's more severe than others. Yeah. And different things kind of, and you know, sometimes you even get it from as, as small as pricking your skin when you have yeah. pimples. Yeah. So you, that, dark, that, that area kind of darkens. That area yeah. kind of darkens. We always recommend our vitamin C. Okay. Natural brightener. Uh, when we, this one has got 25% do, um, um, dosage of vitamin C and okay. that's kind of the highest in the market. Fair enough. Um, the, most of the time you tend to get 20% which is kind of the recommended one but we said to do 25 mainly because by the time you buy your skin your vitamin C which is 20% is already dropped to 15. Okay. And so you say that this bottle being dark is very purposeful. Yeah. It's very purposeful so that it protects because vitamin C is kind of um, um, uh, immune to light or something. No, not immune to light, but it's, does it... Yeah, because I'm going to go biodegradation it's, uh, of the light. Photosensitive. photosensitive. Yes. yes, that's the word. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so that's the reason why we use this dark bottle. Okay. We never do lighter bottle. So, yeah, this contains other very, very um, anti-aging, great anti-aging ingredients as mm. well. Lovely estrat, peptides and all of that. Uh, it's got hyaluronic acid as well. Uh, it's got ferulic uh, acid, which is quite good for helping all the lovely ingredients here yeah. to help you absorb into your skin. Okay, it's uh, absorption. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, and very nice. And then we have the face cream, the vitamin C face cream. Ah, yes. So basically, this is usually you know about serums, which is uh, they are good for quick and easy absorption. So in serums, you can get high concentrate, high concentration of beautiful very effective ingredients yeah. that absorbs quicker into your skin and sometimes they're not as moisturizing because they're like this one is water-based yeah. so it goes into your skin it's very quickly forward. so you we use tend to recommend our vitamin c our vitamin c uh, uh, face cream to lock up the moisture yeah. into your skin um, so this is something i use I mean, I have that to do. I have them together because I use them all the time, so I travel with them. It's easy to travel with. Yeah. Um, but I have something else I always tell people to do when you have severe hyperpigmentation. Good to meet to see your dermatologist. Yeah. Have your 
uh, sessions, your once in a, uh, in a month facial sessions. Okay. Um, you can do a micro de uh, uh, on your skin, which is a deeper exfoliation of your skin to help renew yeah. the skin as well. You can also, if you're someone that is pregnant, and some of us are so prone to hyperpigmentation, no matter how many ingredients we use and um, products we use, we really need to maintain. And I always recommend that you use any product that's called glycolic acid or um, that, that, yeah, glycolic acid, they are natural peels, and there are other few. Natural peel, yeah. yeah. I've, heard, also, I've heard that before. Yeah, there are also other like very mild peels that you can, peels like facial peels that you can use. Uh, you can also go for a, a deeper face peel if you want, but okay. that also you have That's to be very, very careful yeah. uh, because the aftercare is so important that you are away from the sun. That's the way you can get the best result and always use your sunscreen no matter what because, you know, there's one thing to cure hyperpigmentation, but there's, you can actually avoid it, okay. you know, so whilst you're treating it. Make sure you stay away from the sun, make sure you use your sunscreen and so that you're not treating hyperpigmentation up on hyperpigmentation because one is clear enough and getting something else on top. We definitely do not want that. <laughs> right, so thank you very much. So we're going to round up with a quick summary of what we've had so far. Um, I think we've been talking so far about hyperpigmentation and um, we've gone through your products. And so are there any other products that you have? Yes, we do have our acne, um, anti-acne products. Okay. Um, we we have one which we call the seven days um, spot remover. Yeah. So if you are someone that has hyperpigmentation, that's also something we recommend. So usually when people come to us and say, I have acne scars on my skin, I, which can be hyperpigmented. Uh, so we always recommend for them to use our vitamin C yeah. as, a, as a base and then to top it off with the seven day spot remover okay. and the good thing about the seven day spot remover is that it actually targets your spots and what we tell mm. people to do is don't just rub it around your face just put it on those spots and just take a picture before you start and seven days later look at it there's gonna there's usually a very remarkable reduction yeah but you know what people do is that they then this put they this around your face around, and then right. you don't tend to see as much difference as you would see and the good thing about seeing a difference in your face is that it encourages you to continue yeah so we always recommend that uh, we have the face watch with anti-acne face watch which is very presentative it's got and uh, it's got tea tree in it it's got turmeric and turmeric yeah, very good so anti-inflammatory exactly so a lot of our products are anti-inflammatory antioxidants yeah i have a lot of antioxidants in them as well and antibacteria uh, we have a charcoal black soap that we also sell as well. Uh, we I have our vitamin oh, C wow. <laughs> face wash. So go to our website yeah. com and to find our product. Or you can go to our Instagram page where we are very, very active, uh, which is at laviana underscore skin. Okay. So given the website, I'll be putting it in the show notes for everybody to get to laviana.com and on Instagram. It's at Laviana underscore skin. Underscore skin. Yeah. All right. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you, um, how can they get through to you? You can also find me on Instagram at Maycora. At Maycora. Yes. Um, are you on Facebook as well? Or is I'm more on Instagram? Facebook, but I'm most active on Instagram. More active on Instagram. So we'll stick to Instagram for now. So Laviana.com and on Instagram. Right, good. So as we close the show, I always ask a power of three questions to my guests and, um, are you happy to answer them? Yes. They, they can be quite yes, daunting. <laughs> so, first question. If you were to name one person that you admire, who would that be? Hmm. 
It would be cliche, but okay. Oprah. Oprah. Okay, yeah. we'll take that. Oprah, she's a popular woman, as, yeah. as has inspired a lot of women. Definitely. Okay. Now, if you could change one thing in Nigeria, what would that be? Mindset. Mindset. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, that's a powerful one. I think that, that a lot of things have to go into that. And yeah. That's a big task. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, third question. Can you give one life lesson that you've learned the hard way? Mm, I would say never trust anyone completely. Okay. Mainly because I also think you can't even trust yourself. Ah, interesting thought. Never trust anyone completely because you can't even trust yourself on all occasions. Yeah. Nice, nice. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. It's by all means. Yes, by all means, we will have you back for Please, continuing episodes. Please, definitely, because we need to talk about your keto yes. adventures. Oh, yes, that, that, that is ongoing at the moment. So, yes, we need to talk about that because I think on our next episode, when well, not next, next time we get you back on the show, we'll be talking a bit more on, uh, centered around things that happened and how you've gone, I think you've, done keto as well i've done keto before but today i think from yesterday you've really encouraged me so much so right. i'm going to start again i'm okay. going to record my journey and okay. of course yours truly will be my coach whether you like it or not okay fair <laughs> enough good point there thank you very much good. and um see you next time see you next time <laughs>